Welcome to the Youth Out Sports Podcast. My name is Jared, and I'm joined by the usual cohort of Lucas, Aiden, Bart, and Wyatt. On today's episode, we will discuss college football, college football, Kyrie's drama in Brooklyn, NFL talk, and we will pick America's team for every major sport. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please follow us on Twitter at Youth Out Sport. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Um, on our outline, we can't always get to everything since we developed the outline over the weekend, so a lot of times Monday and Tuesday news can often be left out. To mitigate that a bit, I'm just going to do a quick rundown of some of the biggest headlines that we missed and get some quick reactions from the crew. Let's start off. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles, in his first start, led the Eagles to a win over a very talented Saints team. He had over 100 rush yards, but his completion percentage was 56%. Do you guys think the Eagles have a solution or a problem at quarterback right now? Solution. 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 Easy. More of a sol- yeah, yeah. yeah. Beating the Saints is no gimmick, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was well, impressive. first career like, start. Yeah, exactly. They don't they don't have they don't have anything to prepare on. The Saints don't, so I mean, besides his college tape, I mean it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But they're not gonna they be running it. the same playbook. But would you rather have Taysom Hill or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a better passer. Another thing, do you guys do you guys think the rest of the team, the rest of the Eagles, gave up on Carson Wentz a little bit? Because all of a sudden the defense yes. started playing well. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I think the worst thing that could happen to Carson Wentz was that their backup uh, came in and played yeah. well again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There has I to mean, be somebody I worse think... than him on that team. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty widely reported, like as far back as like two years ago, that he's not well liked in the locker room. Well, like yeah, I, it, I would not be shocked at all. I looked up that it was like one report that got circulated a bunch of times. So I'm not like sure on how yeah. valid it is, but you know, it did happen though. Where there's smoke, there's fire. When I, yeah. When I've been in the Eagles locker room, <laughs> he seems like a very good presence. Yeah. Just from my, my own two, two eyes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yes. Always enjoy those insights, Aiden. Um, yeah, Giannis today signed a super max contract to stay with the bucks. Reaction. Big market. The big stay market. The big Milwaukee market. Bucks. <laughs> Uh, Reaction? Are you anybody surprised by that? Not no. really. No. Okay. Yeah, like, it's I, hard I, to... I know there were rumors going around that maybe he wasn't gonna, but I never really thought it was like. <clears throat> yeah. It's hard serious. to turn down two hundred twenty. This is a big, dollars. yeah. It's a big win for the small markets, though. This is, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they won't yeah. make yeah. up that by money from TV the, revenue, though. I'll tell but you. But they're they're giving him the <laughs> biggest contract in NBA history. I mean. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're yeah, like getting them on a bargain. Yeah. The downside is like good luck to their roster building now though. Like what they have is yeah. what they have. Yeah. I know. I yeah. like. So hopefully they can make some deep playoff runs. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he's making the play to be like an all timer there. They'll, like I think he's just okay. like I'm all in on the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Monday night football gave us the best primetime game of the year by far as the Ravens outlasted the Browns. What are you guys' reactions? Was that is that game more about the Ravens or is it more about the Browns? More about the Browns. I mean, the Ravens are a good team, but I feel like the Browns could have won that. I mean, Baker Mayfield almost did a pick six at the end where they scored the next play, and then, they, of course, the defense, the secondary just didn't look very good at the end of the game. So I'd say more yeah. Browns. Gotcha. I was thinking, so, like, the Browns are fun to watch, can compete with good teams. Because I know, like, yeah. at least early in the season, the knock on them is that they couldn't be good teams, and they were just sort of picking up wins yep. against less good teams so they can compete they're fun to watch it was fun i fell asleep before it was over so not fun enough (laughs) (laughs) it's late for central time this week's thursday night football matchup is raiders and chargers will justin herbert or Derek carr have a better game 
Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. I'm going to go with Jay Herbs. Okay. I like that. So I'm going with Herbert as well. All right. That concludes uh, the roundup of news that we missed. The other big news was the penultimate college football rankings, which were released today. Let's continue our warm-up with some cash or trash. You hear the music by now. It's the week of conference championship games. Bart, let's start with you on this one. Cash or trash, Alabama can lose by 50 in the SEC championship, and they will still make the playoffs. In other words, no matter what happens against Florida, Alabama's in. Cash. Yeah. Alabama could forfeit the game, and they would still get in. I mean, maybe that'd even be better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the committee has shown they, they demonstrate favoritism all the time. Bama's one of those top-tier teams. Nick Saban is, like, the king of college football. I don't see how the committee could possibly convince themselves that Bama shouldn't get in regardless of what happens. They've, yeah. they've won all their games so far. I mean, they have a really strong case for it, even with a loss to Florida, which, yeah. of course, I'd be surprised if it happens. But, yeah, I'm cashing that. Agreed. What, I mean, I would, I would track. I, they can't lose by fifty. That'd be super sus. We'd be like, what the heck? But uh, they, if they lose by less than thirty, like there'll be no question marks. People are like, oh, whatever. It's an off game. It's a COVID year. Uh, <laughs> interesting yeah. theory. If they were to just call call COVID cancellation, and they were to say, I'm not going to play this week. We have COVID. I mean, yeah, just they have no the incentive to. They have yeah, no incentive to play. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um, another team, number two, Notre Dame. Lucas, I'll start with you. Notre Dame is a lock to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to cash. Uh, I think in almost every conceivable scenario, they make it. And especially after, like, how the committee is treating losses at this point. Like, Florida yeah. lost in a game. They were a 23-point favorite, and they dropped one spot. Yeah. Notre Dame is a 10-point underdog against a team they've already beat. It'd be, like, super hi- hypocritical to, like, say anything other than keeping them in the playoff at this point. Um, they're undefeated. They've went. They already have beaten Clemson. They held UNC to 17 points and under 100 yards rushing. And for reference, they had two 200 yard rushers against Miami this weekend. So yeah. like, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, they're deserving of it regardless. And knowing how the committee is operating, especially with blue bloods, uh, they're definitely gonna make it. Which I love. Go Irish. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. for that. Wow. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually going to trash this one. I Ooh. think if it's really bad, I think they don't make it just because it would be one thing if the first game was viewed as like a level playing field kind of thing, mm. but people are going to like going to use the Trevor Lawrence being back and use, you know, the more healthy defense being on the field as an excuse if Notre Dame does get blown out this time. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's really realistic that Notre Dame loses by enough to make this happen. But I do think, like, there is a, a point threshold at which, like, the committee would be like, oh, like, this team doesn't have it. And yeah. they, you know, they got off on a, a lucky game where Clemson had a backup quarterback and some backups on D. I don't yeah. know what that threshold is. I'd say probably, like, 40 points. Um, <laughs> yeah, better. it'd be a lot. Um, yeah. But I think I think it could happen. One I, thing that bugs me is that ESPN was talking about tonight on like the ranking show that they're like, you know, they might like Clemson and even if they lose, which yeah, would be I a saw, total affront that. to like the whole system. That makes yeah. zero sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Besides Alabama, Notre Dame easily has the best resume. I don't know. Has yeah. any other team won ten games? Did I think Bama? Coastal only Carolina. Won. Yeah. Okay, hey. Coastal Carolina. So they're I don't know. Games. I mean, we've played twice. I'll say it again. We played twice as many games as Ohio State. So. And yeah, BYU, but they've lost a game. <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, next but. one, Wyatt. I'll, I'll start with you. Cash or trash that USC has a path to make the playoffs? 
I'm trashing it. I don't think the committee actually cares or respects about the Pac-12, yeah. like, at all. <laughs> I don't think they look at them as a le- legitimate division. Um, they're kind of playing, like, the division completely separate from the rest of college football, even if USC is ranked 15. Um, they're an ugly team. They have a couple ugly wins underneath their belt. I'd be shocked if anyone looked at them as, like, one of the top four programs in the nation. Especially with the way that they yeah. treated Florida this week, too. I'm totally in agreement on this one. Like, I mean, should they? Like, maybe. They have a pretty similar resume as Ohio State, assuming <laughs> both from their conference championship this weekend. They'll both be 6-0 and conference champions with one win over a 500 or better team. Like, will it happen? No, because the Pac-12, like Wyatt said, like, they don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, USC's a blue blood, but they haven't been as, like, recently of a blue blood as Ohio State. So, I mean, yeah. Should they? Maybe. Will they? Like, no, there's no way. No. I mean, I don't think they should either. Most of their first two games should have been losses. So, I mean, they were the wackiest games ever. The Arizona Arizona <laughs> dropped a game silly interception in their game. Arizona State, they were leading by, like, 14 with, like, four minutes left and somehow blew it. It was, cra- it was crazy. Um, cash or trash to me. Okay, so if Clemson and either <laughs> if Clemson and Ohio State or Texas A&M lose, oh the committee will put Cincinnati in the playoffs. Despite what we saw tonight where they ranked Cincinnati at nine, I'm actually saying cash. I, it, would be, it would be a debate between Cincinnati. It basically would be a debate between Cincinnati, USC, and Iowa State. Who has Iowa State has two losses? USC, USC, like I could probably see them putting them on, putting them in over Cincinnati, but I think as long as Cincinnati actually plays a game this weekend, and three teams in front of them lose, I don't mm. see them putting a two-loss team in above Cincinnati because it would be, maybe they've already shown their hand on this, but it would be a blatant admission by the committee that committee that the group of five can can literally never get into the playoff. Yeah, and I don't think the committee like thinks that about themselves. You know what I mean? I think the committee thinks, yeah, a group of five team has a path. So that's what I think. Lies, yeah. Bart? I don't think the committee thinks that, but I still agree with you. I just think, Ooh. like, the um, the reasoning that it would take, like, the mental gymnastics that it would have to take on their part <laughs> to not let in Cincinnati in this scenario would just be ridiculous. I think, like, yeah, the argument the argument for Cincinnati is so strong compared to USC. Like, are we kidding? Come on, no. I mean, and then, yeah, I, I think what I would love is for all three of them to lose. Clemson, oh, yeah, State, and crazy. Texas name because then Cincinnati would be a lock essentially, but uh, yeah, I mean pr- probably not even one of them will lose. So why are we even discussing this? <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I agree. I, with you. I think they're so masked off at this point about like never letting a conference <laughs> like I'm not letting a a group of five team in that I don't think there's any way they get in regardless. Like th- their excuse tonight was that Cincinnati hasn't played in like two weeks or something like that. Like what that. Like, that's just, like, some sort of ridiculous justification. Well, really? neither has Ohio State, and they're at four. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> such... It's already such ridiculous mental gymnastics at this point that, like, I yeah. I don't think that there's any way they let Cincinnati in. I think it's, like... I've talked about this before. I think it's too much of, like, a... At this point, honestly, like, a money grab. Like, honestly, the BCS would be a, a better at <laughs> ranking teams at this point, and I fully believe that. Like, just use the BCS rankings, put in four teams, because this is, like... A bunch of people colluding against the group of five, like unabashedly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've probably already shown their hand that a, a group of five team can never and will never get in, but we'll see. Um, all right, why? I'll go to you on this one. Cash or trash? So after a shock loss to LSU, Florida coach Dan Mullen said, "I guess the best thing to do would have been to play less games because you seem to get rewarded for not playing this year." 
Cash or trash that this comment is more fair than it is bitter? I'm trashing it. I think the best thing Whoa. to do would, would to be uh, pl- beat the people that you play. I think that'd probably be a good way to get into the playoffs. And how about your players don't throw a shoot 20 yards downfield to keep a drive alive? You know, maybe that's a chance that you could actually win a game. Every team loves to throw like a little jab at undefeated Ohio State because they have games that are canceled. But I mean, Florida already had a loss coming into the game that they yeah. got back in October. So, I mean, let's not act like they're bitter. They should, they have any chance to be bitter because they just can't beat the people that they play. Yeah. Plus yeah, LSU, I agree. LSU is a game in their conference. Like it's not like they played a random team outside of their conference. Like they're playing LSU in the SEC. They're going to play them. It's not like they're, they were forced to schedule this game. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm going to change my tune on this from what I originally wrote down. I agree with why hmm. like you can only play who's in front of you. And I, I thought about this today and changed my mind. And, I don't know. That's been always like my sort of like calling card with like UCF and Cincinnati that like you can't control who you play. Ohio State could play six games, so they played six games. Like, are they more deserving? Maybe, but I think like Dan Mullen's comment is just like a cheap shot. Like, it's a pandemic year. Like, like teams didn't want to have to cancel their games at this point. And like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> According to Kirk Herbstreet, he he said like Michigan should cancel their game against Ohio State. But um, oh, okay, but speaking of yeah. oh sorry sorry. I don't know. Oh, no, I just said I was gonna say that they should have beat LSU. Like that was an yeah. easy win. Yeah. Like yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Bart. No, I was so that that reminds me. I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think? I read this online that some people are saying Clemson and Notre Dame should collude and intentionally just cancel the ACC championship because what do they get from playing? Yeah, they don't get anything. Yeah, anything. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't in the in the vein of like sportsmanship and all that. They obviously shouldn't. Like that'd be that'd be stupid. I, I would like ridiculous, but yeah, I would I would trash that. But they have no incentive to play right now. Yeah, yeah. which is why I think Mullen has a point. I, I yeah. agree. I I mean, in a year when other teams had less opportunities to lose, like what it that game against LSU win would not have done anything for Florida. So why were they even playing yeah. the game? Yeah. And Joey well, Galloway said this got, on ESPN. They've been six or five. <laughs> Joey Galloway on ESPN said some teams are being punished for not playing games, and other teams are being rewarded. You know, it's just like there's no there's yeah. no incentive to play. Some but. teams just aren't as good. Maybe we should we should start looking at it like that. <laughs> some teams maybe just aren't maybe not five. every team isn't an Ohio, Ohio State team. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> one of the best four programs in college football for the last ten years. Maybe mm. maybe they're not one of those teams. <laughs> the last nine years don't matter. All that matters is this year. Yeah. All that should matter is Why, we can say control. maybe all we want because but Ohio State it, never takes the field. So, I mean, we don't know. I mean, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get smoked by whoever they play in the playoffs. Sorry, Wyatt. I do like... too, Wyatt. <laughs> 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 all right, next, last one. As of this writing, both the Cheese It Bowl and the Tropical <laughs> Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl are still on. Cash or trash, Aiden, that irrelevant bowl game should still be played this season. Uh, I just feel like you coming after my favorite bowl games. Like, <laughs> uh, but no. I mean, this this year has been all about essential services, right? Like, what what is essential? I think we can all <laughs> confidently say that the Cheez It Bowl and the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. A quick side note is is that like one restaurant name, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Fr- is it just <laughs> Tropical Smoothie Cafe? It's not like Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco, right? I'm assuming it was like one of those things where it was like the Frisco Bowl, and then like they were like, "Oh, we can tag on our name to it, and no one will notice." But it just like it just yeah. really doesn't work. Uh, but anyway. cafe, um, 
uh, founded in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Noted. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty clear that they should not be played this season. Uh, to be fair though, the I think it's the Cheese It Bowl that's between UNC or projected at the moment to be between UNC and OK State, um, which would be actually probably a fairly entertaining game because UNC is interesting to watch with their you know high-powered offense and no one has any idea how good oklahoma state is or the big 12 in general so i think that'd be kind of interesting um finally see teams play um interconference um but the tropical smoothie cafe frisco bowl is between houston who's like three and four at the moment and <laughs> university of texas san antonio again this is just projection <laughs> but like that's that's not a, a game that anyone you know, feels the need to watch, I feel like, besides alumni of those two schools. Yeah. Sorry if I'm offending well, listeners. But. I hate to be the breaker of bad news here. The Frisco Bowl mm. actually got canceled as of yesterday. Uh, oh, oh, no. no. The Frisco Bowl canceled after COVID-19 <laughs> issue with SMU. UTSA shifts to first responder bowl. So I think we should be talking about the first responder bowl if they should be playing or not. And uh, regardless of all this stuff, I'm going to cash it because I think we should give the people what they want. I think people want people want to people want to see the the Frisco Bowl or the First Responder Bowl. People mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. the Cheeses Bowl. People want to see the Meow Mix Bowl. This is this is what we want to watch. <laughs> and in all seriousness, no, they should give the players and the teams the option to play in the bowl game. Um, and then if it gets canceled, get canceled. Plus, we know that the NCAA will not pass an opportunity to get their greedy little hands off of any yeah. money or any sponsor they possibly can. So it's going to go on. And I think that um, teams at least should get a chance to play in that. I mean, sometimes, you know, you got seniors and you hate for your season to get canceled short for those guys. Um, if they really don't want to play, they can just say that I'm not playing. Yeah. We all know that the NCAA is run by the tropical smoothie cafe. Oh, <laughs> it's, it it's keeps just, them afloat. It's just a front for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me see if the cheese of bowl is still going. <laughs> oh, and also, what the people really want is for our picking every bowl game episode to be as long as possible. True, so. true. It might be a little abbreviated. Yeah. Um, tragically, wow. that's actually just yeah. so sad. Yeah. We'll, we'll do. Know. Is it going to be played or canceled? That's what we'll do for. for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Let's transition then to the NBA. We got the allegory of the cave here. Kyrie Irving, in his infinite wisdom, had a lot to say yes. and not say this past week. On the one hand, he was fine for not talking directly to the fake news media because he doesn't talk to pawns. He didn't use fake news, by the way. He did call them pawns, uh, just, just so Kyrie doesn't come at me for misquoting him. Uh, in other news, when talking about teammate Kevin Durant, he said, this is the first time in my career where I can look down and be like, that mofo can make that shot too. I obviously abbreviated mofo for uh, another word you can guess. Bart, in honor of Kyrie's boundless collection of knowledge and perspective, which proverb or quote will summarize the Nets' season? Uh, I am going with the proverb slash quote, no man is an island. Okay. So in uh, <laughs> I, like I was it. tempted to go with, uh, yeah, with some other stuff. But uh, <laughs> so first of all, I thought it makes sense because Kyrie kind of puts himself on an island when he tries to be all weird and interesting. And it's like <laughs> he just kind of alienates himself from a lot of yeah. regular NBA fans, I feel like. But more so, I think this is applicable to the KD Kyrie dynamic because um, they're both they're both going to be ISO scorers a lot of the time. They're both going to want the ball in late game situations, and I think it's going to be interesting to see which one of them is like more of like a an individualistic, selfish player in those late game situations, and see if maybe there's some tension between the two of them uh, by the time the season ends. I guess you could also even apply it to like how they're going to respond to Steve Nash, um, whether yeah. he's going to be on an island as a <laughs> as a coach yeah. or is he just yeah. going to be. 
left out of everything. But yeah, I think I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic between those two guys and Steve Nash for the, the this season. Yeah, I went with a uh, a bad workman will always blame his tools. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that this team is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. There are too many egos. <laughs> Steve Nash is not going to have any control whatsoever over this team. No. And I know that, like, Kyrie, I think, like, two or three days ago, walked back this quote. But he still at one point said, I don't really see us having a head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Oh, like, there's, there's no oh, way the team is going to work out God, well. No. Kyrie and KD are going to blame management, yeah. lack of support, coaching, anything but themselves. And that just fits in perfectly with a bad workman will always blame his tools because Kyrie and Katie will not blame themselves. They'll blame yeah. the institution around them. Lucas, yeah. I'm going to pile on real quick. I uh, have something similar. So it says, uh, the one I picked was, bearing the load of pride on the road to attainment prepares one for career implode. However, reloading with humility equips one to explode with success. I'm going to go with the first oh. half of this quote, which means that they're going to implode. Um, we both know that talent, like the talent aside, this team is going to fail somehow, some way. Um, really? If they, if they were like, as if this was like a LeBron led team where like they have a really strong leadership, I would see them. They were, they would be a lock for the finals for me. And they're very, they're a very talented team. They could really pull this off, but, we both know that Kyrie and Kevin Durant aren't the two strongest leaders in the game of basketball. And uh, and I don't care what Kyrie says about, oh, like somebody else could take the last shot. Kevin Durant's going to take the last shot. Yes. Uh, so, if the yes. game is on the line, right, and Kyrie <laughs> takes like a dumb contested three or it's like his turn to clock in as the head coach and he draws up some like weird play at the final timeout. <laughs> like he, Kevin Durant might be looking with some war flashbacks from his time with Westbrook. And Kevin, like th- this feels like if – this doesn't go 100% right, it's going 100% wrong. I'm just picturing, like, Steve Nash, like, outside the huddle, just, like, trying to, like, like look in, like, uh, see yeah. what's being drawn up. Kyrie's gonna, like, uh. base his, his final, like, play design on, like, the physics of a flat earth. Uh. Yeah. Gonna, like... It changes things. Yeah, that's his advantage. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas, I had I had your quote. I had the a shoddy workman who blames his tools because I agree with you on that. Another one that I have um, kind of along the, the lines of, of yours, Wyatt, is that all that glitters is not gold. Mm. A lot of star power doesn't mean they'll necessarily be amazing. Um, and but I think the the one that I want to go with most is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush um, <laughs> in terms of should they trade for James Harden? Um, you already have talent. I know there's a yeah. chance of, you know, thinking what, what you can be, but they need, I think they really need to resist any kind of temptation to, I don't know, trade for more star power at the moment and see what yeah. they got at the moment the with question, their kind of yeah. talented young core plus Katie and Kyrie. The question is, how many hours do they have to give to, to the head coaching position? Because if James Harden comes in, they might have to kind of figure out who's yeah. going to be the head coach on which day. And some people not, might not get 40 hours a week. It could be really hard for them to balance yeah. it out as a management. So. Well, I mean, I not it, like part time. Yeah. Like what going off of that, it, it kind of just goes back to Chris Broussard said this a couple weeks ago on, in, on, Fox, on Fox sports. He said like, do guys even want to compete anymore? I mean, you already have Kyrie and KD and, th- and then now you need another guy. It's like, I mean, it's come on. It's, it's great for player empowerment and all that, but like you got to want to compete. You know, it's like it's yeah. LeBron and AD, Kyrie and KD. It's like that, that's the matchup, I think. Yeah. Um, you, you and like Kawhi, Paul George, you get your two guys and you just go. I think. Don't yeah. don't worry about trying to get five, 
first team all NBA guys on your team. I don't I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame a team for wanting to get more talented. I know, but it's just It would like, be lame. If, I would agree. I agree. I don't I want I don't want to see it happen. But oh, no. I mean, like if the Nets are like had an actual chance of getting James Harden, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. This is the same reason why the Warriors did it. No. Was it good for the sport? Probably not, yeah. but no. Yeah. <laughs> My quote was a little different. My quote was a little different, moral than your guys's. I went with, "You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs." I think they're going to annoy a bunch of people. Kyrie and Katie like are not very likable anymore, but I think they're maybe pretty good. I think usually when that sort of talent, especially in the East, comes together, it's just going to work out. I think. I think I, I think they will definitely play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Not 100% sure if they'll get past the Bucks yet. I, I, we'll have to see them play and stuff. Or the Philadelphia 76ers. No, they're... they're <laughs> <not there. laughs> yeah. 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 It, honestly, Jared, I think you're right, and I hate that, though. And yeah. I'm kind Their of denial about it. They're going to... Yeah, it is. But I just... Yeah, they're so hateable. Yeah, they're like they the Clippers, but like they might be... Yeah. They have a chance to not be such like a cluster. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> such a mess. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, agreed. Okay, follow-up to that. Um, LeBron took exception to Kyrie's quote on hitting game-winning shots because it it's it uh, implied that LeBron could not hit a game-winning shot. LeBron replied saying, I only wanted to see him be the MVP of our league. I only cared about his success, and it just didn't align. Lucas, are you buying that LeBron actually wanted Kyrie to win the MVP? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just trying to give a diplomatic answer to cover, to yeah. cover for like Kyrie's dumb claims. I think LeBron wanted to win a title, and that's essentially it. And if Kyrie helped him do it, then great. If not, <laughs> he was just going to do it himself. But there's no way he wanted for his to like. It would be bad for his legacy if he lost MVP to Kyrie at any point. Yeah. Pippen was never MVP over Jordan, so I don't know. Kyrie's just wrong about this. Yeah. I don't know. And plus, like LeBron is clutch, and I feel like that's pretty well known. They just don't want to say it. Uh, it's not always the best. <laughs> basketball move to just like run iso on your best player like with like 10 seconds left and try and get a shot i lebron makes good basketball plays in the clutch and i think statistically that's proven so i i I think it's no lebron doesn't mean that and yes Kyrie is wrong for saying that essentially lebron is like a bad clutch teammate as well why wouldn't lebron want Kyrie to win an mvp what would he have to lose like lebron's never been shy about his desire to play with talented players. And if, like, Kyrie or AD um, this year could, like, elevate their play to an MVP-type level, it would bode well for LeBron. It would be tremendous for LeBron. Um, I don't think he actually cares about winning any more MVPs personally. He wants rings. He wants a three-peat. He needs, like, a regular season win record or some other, like, string of dominance that he could hold over MJ. And I don't think the MVPs for him personally are going to do it. So if he elevated Kyrie to an MVP level... Or AD, like now is winning MVPs now that he's playing next to LeBron. I think it would still be well for his career. And at the end of the day, if LeBron was as good as he is now and he played alongside an MVP, um, Anthony Davis, you know, or Kyrie, like, and he won three three more rings, that he probably wouldn't care. Probably could be exactly what he wanted. I, I dis. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's just like, it's such a hit to his legacy to not be the best person on his Why? team. Like, yeah. Because like, because I mean, eight, look, Jordan. Jordan never won Jordan, without Pippen, though. I mean, yes, but, but we don't talk like questionably better. Yeah. yeah, but Jordan was always better than Pippen. Okay, but okay, but, okay, wait. Giannis won the MVP last year. Who's better, Giannis or LeBron? LeBron. LeBron. James yeah. Harden won the MVP a couple years ago. Who's better, uh, James Harden or LeBron? 
Yeah, but but it's well, obviously the the MVP were... is not a measure of like who the best player in the league is. It's who's having a really good yeah. year. But it, I think it'd be worth noting though that if your teammate is winning the MVP, that means your stats are probably taking a pretty big hit. You know what yeah. I mean? LeBron, like, if LeBron's teammate is winning the MVP, then LeBron like had an off year. Is just it, because I mean, like LeBron, you can't, if you LeBron can't went out, shots. if he went out and he averaged ten assists per game and like twenty five points, I don't think that that'd be a bad year for LeBron James. <laughs> but his teammate would not could. be winning MVP if that was the case. Why wouldn't he? Let's just be honest. If if Anthony Davis was averaging thirty five a game or whatever, like let's you know throw it out, like he was having a, a phenomenal year, because LeBron James decided he was going to take a slight step back. Why wouldn't mm. he win MVP? I just don't think I just don't think there's enough touches to go around to to make that actually happen. I don't like. I don't think that when um, LeBron was playing with Kyrie, I don't think LeBron was at a point in his career at which he could like his legacy could afford for him to be the second best player on his team. Like I view that as like maybe his like late prime, but still like yeah, part maybe. of his prime, and but, like he's still playing like almost at prime level. But at at thirty five, that's how old he is now, something around that. Like I feel like he can be allowed to be like maybe not the the second best, but at least have like someone who's just as good and could potentially edge him out for MVP. Oh, I think I'm, he's definitely entering the part of his career where that's okay. I think someday point, his son's gonna win MVP. Yeah, right. When over him, and he's gonna be very shows. happy about it. <laughs> he might happy. be. He might be yeah. better. Uh, I wouldn't. My, I think <laughs> the point of the quote is that he just wanted Kyrie Irving to reach the maximum potential he possibly could, which I don't think yeah. that is wrong. In, yeah, in I, agree, I agree with you. But I, I think but, that but, he's, but if the maximum potential is MVP, then he'll, he'll take it. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> I mean, he might say it. he'll take it, but yeah, I think you know, I think he would take it. I don't think he cares because look, yeah, he's never reason, he's like but... a he's a he's a humble he's a humble guy. I mean, he doesn't mm. he doesn't have to take the last he's, shot. He's he humble for how accomplished he's humble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's superficially humble. Yeah. yeah, he still like, takes he, things he says personally. The right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But that's what humble. That's kind of yeah. what humility is, though. No, you know you're good. No, you know not. you're good. Yeah, you know you're good, but you don't you don't flash it. That's what it is. He kind of he, he can flash it from time okay. to time. But yeah, I'm not saying he's wrong to do so. Yeah. He's like just so freaking good that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But why? You know the old saying that like. The pre- uh, a good president or a good CEO like wants smart people that disagree with him. Like they want people that are gonna challenge him, but like they know they're in charge still. You know what I mean? He never wanted Kyrie to ever like be the one in charge, or have more spotlight than him. Let's be that honest. That would never happen. I don't. I don't. I think we look at the MVP very differently. <laughs> Whether like Kyrie winning the MVP on a Cleveland team would not be would not mean that that would be Kyrie's team. That'll never happen as long as LeBron James on the roster. But he was the most valuable player on the team. Then how's it not? Yeah, and I nobody the the, who the media interprets it too is that like the way it's sold in the media every year is like who is the best player in the NBA, and whether yeah. that's true or not, and whether that's how it's mm-hmm. actually scored doesn't matter because like the entire like legacy like goat conversation is purely like a product of like who is perceived in certain ways. And the way LeBron would be perceived if his teammate won the MVP would be that he was the second best player on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 there's no way he wants that, and he knows that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good, glad, good thing we're good. Glad that we're all in agreement. Let's move. <laughs> let's move over the the pawns over at ESPN ranked the NBA's top 100 players. <laughs> Shockingly, LeBron was number one, followed by Anthony Davis at number two, uh, Giannis third, Luca fourth, Kawhi fifth, Kevin Durant sixth, Dame Dalla seventh, Curry Brand eighth, The Beard at ninth, and Joker tenth. That's neat. That's uh, Jokic, of course. Jimmy Butler also was, was ranked 12th. 
I like how you like you you described no one's nickname but Jokic. Well, that's because I don't know if people really know that. He's not as popular. He's not as popular. Anyway, I know we have educated viewers. Aiden, where did they go wrong with the rankings? <laughs> not educated enough to know Nickelodeon. Exactly. Yeah, not educated enough. Yeah. We all know our demographic is yeah highly educated, at least the master's degrees. You know. <laughs> Aiden, where did they go wrong with the rankings? That's a leading question, Jared. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I thought the list was generally fine. Um, I do take, uh, I think the obvious thing to take issue with, um, and I do take a little bit of issue with it, is AD at number two. Um, I think these lists are always pretty reactionary in terms of, oh, yeah. like, year to year, who wins the finals, that kind of thing. I just, like, if you're the number two player in the NBA, then you should be able to consistently lead slash carry a team to at least the playoffs. Um, and AD didn't really do that. I mean, he made it twice in seven years. And again, like, he didn't have a great team around him, but they weren't awful. He had Drew Holiday, he had Tyreek Evans, he had Eric Gordon. Like, he had some, like, a little bit of talent around him. Um, so I don't think that AD has proven yet that he's, like, on the level that LeBron is or, like, Giannis, KD, Luka, Dame. I think all those guys kind of carry their teams to the playoffs to an extent. Um so I think he's a great compliment to LeBron, like clearly and obviously a like very good player, top five. Um, but number two, I like I think that's got to be reserved for someone who can like be that guy on their team. And yeah, like maybe I, I somebody who won the MVP. The I, mean, yeah. I don't know how he's not one or two. It doesn't make sense. But... Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah that's that's my biggest issue with it. Um, I think yeah, Luca's a little a little high again. I think that's a bit of the reaction just you know espn likes luca nba likes luca he's very good but i like i think um number four is a little high jimmy buckets is low but again his stats aren't like jimmy buckets is a you know he's a heart guy so yeah um, his, his stats <laughs> lunch might pail. not say it all oh, yeah. Yeah. nine to five <laughs> exactly lunch bell yeah so yeah i think my top five would be lebron Giannis. Kawhi, KD, AD, mm. then Luca, Harden, Dame, Jimmy Buckets, Jokic. I'm not sure where Steph Curry falls at the moment, but um, probably yeah, surprised after that. Mentioned. Yeah, um, but yeah. Okay. Sure. My thoughts. I don't think Bart. I know that you think four is reaching for Luca. I think it's pretty fair, actually. I think six six uh, in NBA in points per game, third in NBA in assists per game. And the most rebounds per game among guards. Like, he was almost averaging a 28-point triple-double, which is pretty good. Yeah. Led the league in triple-doubles, obviously. I know, Aiden, you don't like the stat, but he was third in player efficiency rating. You know, <laughs> he, his, his field goal percentage is not great. He's not, like, the most efficient scorer, scorer. But I think four is, like, totally fine. I'm not really sure who I would put above him that is currently behind him. Kawhi. I, mm, Kawhi and Katie both for me, I think. <laughs> I want someone. I could like, give you Kawhi or KD. When he proves that he can lead a team to a championship, like I want to see one more season out of him at least. Yeah. You didn't even make it out of the like, first and round. Even of the Steph, playoffs. I think, has a better argument. Say what? Say he didn't even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. You know who beat him in the playoffs? playoffs? You know who beat him in the playoffs? Kawhi did, right? 
Ka- the reason had okay, the greatest series ever, though. No, but the reason why Kawhi lost in the playoffs was not because it was not his own fault. It's because he had a, his team imploded, and Paul George was you know they all hated like Paul George and nobody wanted to play for him, and Doc Rivers couldn't rally a team. I think that the list loses me at number four with Luca, and I really like Luca, and I think that he's probably top six. But I my list reads LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Giannis, Katie, Luca. That's where it goes. I think that um, it's hard to like relate to Kawhi. I know he's a quiet guy, and not everybody like is like, "Oh, I see a little bit of Kawhi in myself." But he's actually like he's he's definitely one of the best three players in the league, and I think that that's fair. He's I mean he's the best wing player in the entire league, if you consider LeBron. If you don't consider LeBron a wing, but I think one and two are fair. I think they can say the same. Anthony Davis was the second best player in a team that just won the championship. He has all the opportunity to lose it in the next year. Um, and then Giannis got bumped, which is kind of his own fault, not the same as Kawhi. Luke is good. I understand why Katie's lower because he's coming off an injury. But yeah, the way I think the list will end is that Katie will be the number one or number two best player in the league, mm-hmm. and then LeBron, and then probably Kawhi, Giannis, and Luca will find a way to make up something somewhere in there. But as far as going into the year, though, I mean, this is definitely projection of Luca. <laughs> Um, and the leap that he'll, he'll take instead of more of a reality that Kawhi is still a better player than Luka is right now. Mm. And I'm on, honestly, I'm not convinced. Like Giannis, I know he's on the Supermax and everybody wants to keep him to stay and that he's... And I have my own ranking of the tiers. There are like four superstars in the league and Giannis is not one of them. He's a, he's a good star, but I don't know if he's necessarily a top-tier guy if he can't win a championship on his own. Hmm. Because he's imploded both times. I'm not going to put him as a top three player. There, yeah, there, there are very no, few players but, like when. But it's not like he like left it all on the floor. It was like scoring 35, and they just mm-hmm. lost because Chris Middleton kind of hit a late shot. Is they Chris Middleton in fact kept them in that mm-hmm. series more than Giannis did because one he got hurt, yeah. and two Giannis just doesn't play well in the in the playoffs, especially late. I don't know, like Giannis, he's he just shoots himself in the foot every single time. Like you can't be high on Giannis as a number three guy until he like until he has a great stretch in the playoffs which he's failed to do so so far so are, are you are we just rating people on like what they what they've done a couple seasons ago because by that logic Kawhi shouldn't be up there either why because Kawhi won a championship two years ago yeah no if we're just if we're just ranking him on what they did last last year then Kawhi shouldn't be up there either why not because cause last year he lost in the second round. Not on his own fault. Giannis, How is it? Giannis it wasn't Giannis' lost. fault Yes, either. it was. He, didn't pre- he did it not perform. He, Giannis Dennis doesn't perform in the playoffs. Same as James Harden doesn't perform in the playoffs. It's the same thing. He fell apart. Luka at least was hitting game winners. I could see – I mean, Luka lost in the playoffs because he's like the only star on his team and Porzingis decided not to show up to the arenas. <laughs> like Kawhi, Kawhi was still aver- – I'll find his numbers. Kawhi was still averaging yeah, really good – I am too. Why <laughs> was still putting up a really good stri- playoff stretch, and Paul George was bricking threes off the side of the backboard. Like it's it's a completely different loss. In the playoffs last year, Giannis put up twenty six and yeah. thirteen point eight on fifty six percent shooting. Almost. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Also, also on the Luca Kawhi thing, Luca is better than Kawhi on every step on every major stat: points, assists. I don't- and rebounds. Yeah, but defense is one thing that you're completely yeah. not accounting for. No, I know. Yeah, I so. know he's all all defense and everything, and Luca's not good at defense, but yeah, like at all. Nobody, nobody's good. Nobody <laughs> in the NBA is good at defense. Something, right? <laughs> there are ten good defensive players in the NBA, and nobody else cares. 
No, I mean, I, I agree the offense <laughs> is more Beverly, valuable. Patrick end and... of list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lead is mine. Nah, I just want to see Luca do it one more year and go further than the first round, which I really think he will. But yeah, if you're basing it, like, yeah, I just don't think there's enough of a sample yet. Yeah. Okay, what about Damian Lillard at seventh? Do you think that's too high, or what, do you think that's fine? I think that's, it's okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, a little high, I, but like not not much. I think Jimmy much. Butler has to be in front of him. What? To Why? Be honest. I mean, do like there has to be. I mean, maybe if you're judging players as a player, there has to be some level of accomplishment for what Jimmy Butler did last year that like puts him within the top ten ranking of the the best players in the league like curry i mean i know curry's talented he didn't really play last year but i think that i think i would take jimmy butler over damian lillard i think i would too yeah but i i still have dame if i were to have one player on my team like i'd take dame if i were picking like if i already had like a like a couple talented guys i would pick jimmy butler but I don't know what that how that can contribute to the top 100 thing. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Dame he averaged like 30 points a game last season. The Blazers had a ton of injuries last year. Like so I'm not gonna blame him for being an eight seed or anything. Yeah. Okay, no. This no, this season on. I will hold blame on, him. I don't care about the injuries because CJ and Dame still played like 60 games together. No, but Nurkic, Nurkic was hurt the entire year, um, and he's their be- they, third best player. Okay, but uh, but they have still their Rodney first Hood two too. best players, and they should have been able to sneak into the eight seed. Not in a play play-in game. They should have been the eight seed when your two best players are still on the field for like ninety percent of the games during the season. I don't care if Nurkic was hurt. Nurkic oh is not God, a top he's a third best player. He's not a top. He's not a top one hundred player though. How many teams third best player is a make or break for them in making the playoffs? If the if LeBron Very James and Anthony Davis, think. okay, who's the third best player in the Lakers? Kuzma. That's Let's Alex say, Caruso's music. <laughs> <laughs> but if Alex Caruso went out, you think that they would drop from the number one seed to the number six seed? Like, you think it's that big of an impact well, on the team when Damian, the number third player is out? But Wyatt, but Wyatt, the Lakers have the first and second best player in your opinion. So how is that fair to compare Damian Lillard, who's the seventh best, with like CJ? Because like it's not, I'm not asking not Dame fair. to win the number one seed. I'm asking Damian to get into the playoffs without the play-in game. <laughs> Well, okay, well they would have if they didn't do the playoff game. They would have, they had it. No, they wouldn't have. They, we don't know that. They should have already been in the playoffs by the time the bubble started. Mm. <laughs> Dame was hurt too. Anyway, still played most most of the games. Yeah, whatever. don't go out if you're hurt. If you can't play at the top, <laughs> top level. Do you think James Harden's being disrespected at ninth or totally fair? No, I'm so, I'm out on James Harden. I'm <laughs> yeah, about. honestly, I mean, you could slide him lower. I wouldn't really mind it. Like, yeah. <laughs> The best score. I know. I know. Like ninth, that's it's completely irrational, but he's it's still a force on offense, and you, you can't defend him. And he's he gets such like a force on offense. It's hard for me to put. Out, like I wouldn't put him out of the top ten. He's in the yeah. top ten. He's probably tenth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, right. I just want to say I think Jokic might be getting a little disrespected. Actually, <clears throat> yeah. uh, I like. It, yeah, it's like who do you put uh, behind him? Like I don't feel like maybe Steph needs to get disrespected just because he hasn't played in a while. But Jokic is like he's so good. He is so yeah. good. He's, he's going to lead the Nuggets to a championship in the near future. I am confident of that. Damn. He's just a beast. Bucket. Um, okay, uh, in the next ten years. Yeah, there we go. Check back in ten years. There you go. Or less. Or less. True. True. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the NFL now then. Uh, last Thursday night, 
uh, last Thursday night, Sean McVay and the Rams rolled Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Why was this a passing of the torch moment? And is Sean McVay now the next Belichick? Well, passing the torch, probably not. I think Belichick will hold that torch until the day he retires from the NFL. <laughs> um, but like, let's say that right now the top three coaches are Belichick, Sean Payton, and Andy Reid. But the average age between the three of them is 62 years old. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to pick the next coach to have top-level success over the next 20 years, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take Sean McVay. I think uh, offenses are only going to get more potent, potent as the years go on. <clears throat> McVay, McVay has proven his ability to maximize the talent of players. Like None of the guys on their team is top five their, at their position offensively. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Jared Goff, they're all like good players, but they're not mm-hmm. the best at their position. I mean, can you imagine what Sean McVay would do if they actually traded for like Odell Beckham Jr. and they had a real weapon, or a true number one guy on the outside, or you know, back when you know Todd Gurley was in his prime, I guess you could say they were the number mm-hmm. one offense in the league. Like they were unstoppable, right? So right now he's forty-four and twenty-one, as sixty-seven percent, or he's six hundred as a head coach. Um, I don't think Goff is going to be his QB forever, and once he's f- freed of his Goff shackles, he might get even better as like a head coach. <laughs> I think they're going to move on from him. Um, and it also doesn't hurt that right now, I mean, it is in his favor. He has two of the best defensive players in the league on his roster, yeah. um, which I know off- defense is not his forte, but, I mean, it's not going to hurt when it comes to winning games. So I think I would take Sean McVay over um, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Definitely. Joe Judge, maybe. But, <laughs> uh, no. We're high on Joe Judge pretty quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Maybe. I think he's 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 probably going to be the next guy who's the top coach over the next twenty years. Yeah. I agree. I think he wins at least two or three Super Bowls this time with the Rams. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Look at that, next twenty that. years. Yeah, the next twenty <laughs> years, he wins at least two Super Bowls. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. My yeah, my one's my source of hesitation is that to be a Belichick, you need a Brady. I feel like to mm-hmm. be a dominant like NFL team at this point, you need, I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. like a superstar QB. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't win a, you know, a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, you know, um, almost dead. He's, he's come close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think to like have like a dynasty, I think you kind of need, um, like a, a better QB than Jared Goff. So like he could get that for sure. Um, but I think it like, I agree that like Andy Reed doesn't fall under the, the same category as Sean McVay and that he's, you know, like, what 40 years older or like yeah he's he's a little a little more up there um but i think like he has a better chance of starting a dynasty like yeah. in the next you know 10 years just because he has Mahomes. like i think that's yeah. enough like a combination of a good coach and the qb like I, I feel like that's what you need for that yeah and even like i don't know sean payton had a had a similar dynasty with breeze which mm-hmm. is about to come to an end mm-hmm. as well I think it's funny, though, with the Rams, that last season, everyone was talking about, oh, the Rams are in a terrible cap spot. They're just destined to be this 8-8 eight and eight <laughs> team. And then they got rid of Gurley, and now and they got Jalen Ramsey, you know, got rid of all their picks and stuff. Now they're getting a ton of praise, You right? Like, oh, this yeah. team's so well-constructed. Yep. It's like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> Classic. I mean, I yeah, I, I thought they were the same. I was like, there's no way this team is going to be able to be – like, they're strapped for the next couple of years. I mean, I know getting yeah. Jalen Ramsey isn't exactly the worst thing in the world. I think the one thing I learned over this offseason is that the NFL cap actually doesn't matter at all, and they can flex the numbers <laughs> however they want to and make it work. 
the cap is just a number mm-hmm. they can work around it whenever they need to yeah yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it speaks to Sean McVay's offensive genius because I feel like they like you were saying earlier offensively they don't have a lot of studs but their defense yeah. is really really good and so I feel like it's interesting from a team building perspective how they see they clearly are like they commit to getting guys on that side of the ball like you said they just yeah. let go of Gurley like screw him we don't need mm-hmm. you because Sean McVay will just make the like make the offense fluid regardless mm-hmm. yep. so I think it's it might be more sustainable than you would think just because like mm-hmm. if you only really need to care about getting studs on one side of the ball <laughs> it's kind of a hack like i, I feel mean, like yeah, shanahan, but... shanahan is similar but yeah sorry go ahead i would say the only thing i push back i would say are the steelers who i think that although they're winning they're 11 and 2 i think now i don't think anyone would argue that they're a good offensive team because they don't have yeah. any weapons like nobody can convince me that losing it. Come on. No, okay, get real. He's good. He's not. Juju. He's not. He's Deontay get Johnson. Real. They have. I think they have. A nobody can convince me that Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. is the answer to anyone's yeah. offensive woes. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not a fan at all. You know, nobody can. James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster are not the same players as Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Like they're. Yeah. This is their offense is not. Like they they did not move That's laterally. Probably, yeah. They they took a huge yeah. downhill. Give give Chase about. a couple years. I think he's good. I think he'll be good. He's been really he'll, good. I think he's probably projected to be the next, like, DK Metcalf kind of player. I think he'll have a pretty big breakout here in the next two years. Yeah. But that's well, beside the point. Yeah. Just on the record. Um, <laughs> I think what, maybe what a more interesting question is, is although, like, I think we can all agree that Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick are probably, what, the three top three head coaches in the league? Mm-hmm. And then probably Pete Carroll somewhere in there. But they're all, like, 50, mm-hmm. 50 years old is the old, youngest one, Sean Payton. Outside of Sean McVay, who are the two other Pete coaches that could rival, you know, that are young enough? Like Matt LaFleur, yeah. uh, Zach Taylor, Cliff Kingsbury, Stefanski. Kyle Shanahan. Stefanski. We could throw Stefanski out there. Joe Judge is a young coach. <laughs> he's no, he's, I'm just saying he's young. There's <laughs> all of them throwing it out there. Oh, so that's the that rule. That, that's my criteria. What about, uh, what's his name, McDermott for the Bills? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. Good yes. point. Good point. That's definitely really slept choice. on. And I think Tomlin will move his way up into the top three as well. He's yeah. still pretty. Yeah, he's oh, not there excuse me. Brian Tomlin Flores is so freaking consistent. Well. Yeah. 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 Tomlin has been like the 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 next best like how epitome of consistency after Belichick. It's actually really yeah. honestly though, he does not like, get enough credit for how good it is. Right? Because he has not a losing season. Right? He's co- yeah. been coaching for yeah. head coach for thirteen years or something. Which is crazy because he's actually forty eight years old. So he did take over. I know. Yeah. Dude, I had no idea he was that young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I didn't know he was that. He had to deal with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. As a young coach, which is yeah, yeah. wild. He's probably happy to have uh, Big Ben there. Probably helped him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, Brick Ben was last. throwing people under the bus. I don't know. If <laughs> yeah, that's about true. That. But it's still a veteran presence in the locker room. Uh, okay, let's go to our final topic. <laughs> the NFL finally listened to Wyatt's complaints about primetime matchups inspiring boredom. <laughs> so the NFL moved the Dallas Cowboys off of Sunday Night Football for the first time since 2006. This was last week. Uh, the Cowboys won. Uh, Jerry Jones, by the way, responded saying, "We some of our best games have been uh, Sunday afternoon games. Which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway, the Cowboys may be in danger of losing their self-anointed title of America's team. So let's crown America's team for uh, uh, some major sports. So Wyatt, first, who is ready to take the mantle of America's team in the NFL? So I don't think that Dallas actually has truly been America's team for the last 20 years. They stink. And uh, as of right now, they're actually only getting worse. So 
Um, oh man, I'm not. I don't know who was actually calling them America's team outside of Dallas and the media, maybe. And I have a feeling that Milwaukee listeners won't let me get away with saying Kansas City or Cleveland. Um, so I'm going to temporarily give the crown to the Patriots. No pun intended. Oh, uh, <laughs> even though that Tom Brady left, they've been dominant over the last decade. They have six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowl appearances. Um, and they're a team that you either like love to hate or hate to love. Plus they're in Boston if we really want to talk about markets. I think Boston is still good enough to to keep the NFL float. And uh, even like an, markets. <laughs> even in a Corona <laughs> year, I think they're still incredibly polarizing. We love to talk about the Patriots. We love to talk about Bill, Bill Belichick. Um, you know, they've, they're overachieving. Cam Newton, like the woes of Cam Newton, either they're really bad and you like to talk about them or they're really good and you want to hate them. Then the reason I'm going to say temporary is because Miami might not be too far behind them. Um, this might actually be a shock. But claim. No, trust <laughs> me. So last year they were NFL's darling. They were like the best five-win team anyone's ever seen, so they said. And to my own surprise, <laughs> Tua, Tua actually had the highest-selling jersey going into this year. I don't know if anyone knew that. Oh, right? wow. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. So, at least according to my research, Tua was one of the best-selling jerseys this year. <laughs> Find um, one which is crazy. supports it. That's all you need. He, he's <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. probably like a Russell Wilson type of guy. Like You kind of like him. They've already had a lot oh, of success yeah. this year. And if Tua takes over as like a full-time starter and lights it up, like maybe he's the next second-year MVP, I think we're going to be talking about them as well for the next decade. Hmm. Interesting, right? I think the Green Bay Packers, yes. America's team, as you yeah. disrespect the state of Wisconsin, uh, they are <laughs> small market, the, the oldest franchise. I think that's correct. They are How publicly owned, which is fun. So, like the sure, fans own them. Fun. It's like a very yeah. communal experience. Yeah. Uh, they're very likable. They're good. Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> Let me hold you right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> likeable. What about what? I was with you until likeable. likeable. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. At least with Aaron Rodgers, they're not very likable. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's like they play in a city of a hundred thousand people. That's yeah. as I've been told, the real America lives in not big cities. So yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good suggestion as well. Yeah. The, the, this is that. this is the only rationale I, I need. I'll give you two phrases: State Farm and Progressive. So it's either it's got to either be the Cleveland Browns, the Packers, or the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. Because their quarterbacks are always on TV. No. That's America's team. But that's Pretty now. That's, that's like very, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm so. talking about now. Who's, who's, who's going to take the mantle from the Cowboys? You think the Cleveland Browns are Yes, America. okay, okay. Yes, 100%. Because <laughs> no, America loves an underdog the, story. They love knows? people with chips on their shoulder. Baker might they not be that. the quarterback for the team in two years. <laughs> and then, are you then kidding me? He might not. I mean, let's be honest. We'll talk about it down the road. The Browns are exciting because they have Baker. They're right. They're okay, a phoenix but, rising from the ashes this year. Why? Come on. Okay, but you, <laughs> Americans are exciting because they have Baker. Are they necessarily a better team because they have Baker? See, like see, he's playing they, really well right now, but I mean, they might look to upgrade at quarterback depending on how he finishes or starts next year. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Baker, Baker oh, and OBJ, Baker and OBJ kind of bring a good amount of swag. It's Cleveland. It's blue collar. It's working class. You know, Kevin Stefanski. Coaches well and just keeps like he's non-controversial. That's why I think it can't be the Patriots because they have way too many scandals. You know, I think that's can't. The question is though, like, does yeah, does that hurt one well, in the America's team argument? Because like the yes. Cowboys were America's team for a while and they've always been controversial. Yeah. Well, I'm changing the definition for for America's team in every sport. You guys will figure that. <laughs> I mean, okay, so a president, right? So an American, and everyone is talking about other American icons. A president is going to be polarizing, obviously. But if you're talking about like an actor or something like that, like an American treasure actor, they're not polarizing. 
So for football, I'm going with a team that's not polarizing. Yeah, I think the, the knock against the Browns, though, is just how awful they've historically been. I think yeah. people will have – it'll take a long time for people to get that image out of their yeah. brain. Mm. Plus, look, the Patriots, they have a, the, the second biggest owner in the NFL, Robert Kraft. I think that that kind of also goes in favor. Like, that has to play a part. I think the Packers – honestly, I think the Packers not having an owner works <laughs> against them in a lot of ways. Because the reason why we talk about the Cowboys, no, yes, it does. The reason why it doesn't that we talk about the Cowboys is because Jerry Jones is like the most annoying owner I've ever that, that <laughs> exists in all of sports. He, I mean, you either like love to hate him or you hate to love him, that kind of thing. The Packers like kind of just disappear into the background a lot of the time. Even when they won, I think I want to say eleven games last year. Like even when they were one of the 13, top teams and thirteen games, and they um. And they, if they win the division this year and they get the number one seed and they get a bye week, we're not going to talk mm-hmm. about them as much as we're going to talk about a team, maybe like the Patriots, who are just all right but are overachieving, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think the Packers just like, they kind of just get, they until they suck, they got to blend in with everybody else. No. They're not polarized. The, the, the Cowboys have kind of lost their place as America's team since Jerry Jones took over. Like I don't like. I think we talk about Jerry Jones sometimes more than we talk about like. Well, we do, but they talk about Jerry, Jerry Jones in the context of the Cowboys. Yeah, we're not talking about him as a person or a businessman. Why? Why can't it be the Kansas City Chiefs though? They have no, a, the think best the players have the best argument of the best team. player in the um, league, and he's super likable. Everybody on the team is likable. Not well, but like. But that feels kind of like fleeting, though. I, like, I'm yeah. not saying that the Chiefs won't be good in, in the future because they will be. But like, they haven't. Like, if you look back the last 20 years, like, would you call the like? I think America's team comes with a weight that means you've yeah. been good for like you've been consistently good. Well, no, the Cowboys suck. Win the Super Bowl and become good. America's team. Yeah, like it's like it's. It, it, it like I think at the moment, yes, they're the most like exciting team in the NFL. But like, I don't think that makes them America's team. Yeah. yeah I guess like if the Jacksonville Jaguars won yeah, the, yeah. the Super Bowl, they wouldn't be yeah. America's team. Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> damn. Well, that, I don't no think way. America's team is just like who's the oldest franchise. You know? No, I don't no, think that's so. But think, but we're not talking about Kansas yeah. City, even if they're good. We don't talk. We've. I don't think we've actually had a segment that's focused on Kansas City on this show. Like we don't. because they're, they're good. They're good. That's they're, because they're, they're, they're good. They're boring. We talk about the Cowboys because they like they kind of suck, but they also like they win a game, and then you you gotta. And everybody picks them to win a Super Bowl every single year, and then they go eight and eight, and then somehow we still pick them again the next year. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it, it's just like you got to kind of like be, you have to be more controversial. And I think the Patriots are just not controversial. <laughs> okay, let's just move on. <laughs> I'm so defeated. <laughs> I didn't get the reaction I wanted. <laughs> Bart, Bart, who's America's team in the NBA? I mean, it's it's got to be the Lakers or the Celtics. No. And, and yeah. let me tell you what, it's not the Celtics. <laughs> it's, like, I think it's there's a fun argument there because, like, they have so much history between each other with their rivalry, and they've always been, like, really good. Historically, they've had, mm-hmm. you know, long stretches where they've been dominant. But it's – I mean, it's the Lakers. Granted, yeah. uh, as of a couple months ago, who was number two in merchandise sales? This surprised me. It was the Celtics. But who was number one? The Lakers, obviously. <laughs> So I just think like I don't know, like Liquis was saying, it's it's partly like a historical thing, and obviously the Lakers have always been like there's that crazy stat where they have had a, a finals appearance under every elected president. So they've just always been good. They seemingly will always be good. But like even more recently, obviously they signed LeBron that bumped them up hugely, and then they just won the finals. They have like two of the top five players in the league. Everybody knows who the Lakers are. Everybody like around the world likes talking about the Lakers. 
I guess this is about America's team, but it applies to the States too. I don't think that, yeah, there's no other team that has nearly as much clout, nearly as much popularity. They just, they're everywhere. Yeah. I think, I think it's gotta be them. Wait, did the Lakers win a championship when George Washington was president? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you know what that means. I know. I don't know. Your response. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Lakers are the easy choice. I, yeah. I will say it, it was the Warriors for a bit. I think before Kevin Durant joined, it was. I think it was definitely the Warriors. You got. I think you, you could even argue the Cavs when when it was when LeBron mm. won the title. Okay. I, I think the Cavs. I'm a Cleveland guy mm. right now. I think people are taking too fleeting an interpretation of like America's team. Like why can't America's it? team is can it change every well, can, year? The president changes every four no, years. Not every year. You know, every year that it means nothing. And what every four years then? <laughs> the Warriors like, had a four-year I mean, run. Come on. Like this is like America's team is something that's like culturally significant. You're not culturally significant if you're like there for a year and gone. Like I think that like you're taking way too fleeting an interpretation of this. Like the Golden State Warriors were never America's team. There's no way. Were people in like? Do you see walk around like France and see people wearing like, like I don't know. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, or Jamon Green. I don't know. Maybe nobody's like, wearing okay. the third best player's jersey. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I see a lot of Alex Caruso jerseys around. The world, no, so. <laughs> no, people definitely had Draymond jerseys. Yeah, I, but name one. No, he was a <laughs> <laughs> Bart pulled out. Yeah, pull out your name. Yeah, every your <laughs> Here, okay, I'll just go look up the twenty like fifteen, fourteen jersey sales. Yeah, yeah, he will not be that low. <laughs> yeah, about, no, uh, I think Bart's right. Yeah. No, what I think I don't. Yeah, I think it's fair. The Bulls oh, were definitely when Jordan yeah, was around. Yeah. Like objectively, yeah. yeah. I guess it's a question. So yeah, Let's just let's just have yeah, but that, right that was a How long period of, of yeah. like that was like what like over ten years of yeah. Jordan on the Bulls them being super good. How often like, can it like change? That that's my too. question. I guess the question is: Is it just synonymous with, with who has the most bandwagon fans? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of to kind some of, degree. Yeah. yeah, or most bandwagon haters also. I feel like has an effect, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I if don't we're know if like for the Patriots, for example. Though. Yeah, that's no. That's a, that's if, a if you're say, if you're saying if you're saying which team is most like the Dallas Cowboys, I agree it's the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if we're saying what should be America's team. I don't know. I don't know if it should. Okay, real quick. Draymond Green cracks a top fifteen. Of, that's good. Right, hey, right. Yeah. Yeah. NBA right. Round of applause. Can we all get a round of applause? Third or fourth. Right behind. <laughs> right behind Matthew Delavadova. In Cleveland, as the 14th. Well, that was, there was a lot of hype around that. Yeah, so I mean, there is, that was take a, it a as you will. It's, yeah. we, can, we can keep the hype train going. That's how it says. I apologize yeah. to Draymond. Yeah, I apologize to Matthew. Draymond is not going to be happy about that. Yeah, yeah give him some fuel balls. for the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move to the, I think, a more difficult sport, the MLB. Aiden, what do you think? I don't think this is very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's obviously no, the it's Astros. Not. No, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's I, like I, I hate to it. Like I, it's hard for me to say, but it's the Yankees. Like no. it's, it just oh like God. in terms of like a team that so like defines their sport. I feel like the Yankees, out of like a team in any sport, are that team. I think like maybe rivaled with the Lakers or so. But the Yankees <sighs> have been so like unquestionably like the best baseball team in baseball history. They have 27 titles. I feel like who's second and third is it like the, the Cardinals yeah, and the Red Cardinals. Sox. I think you probably have like 12 or 13, like half that. Um, and you can, like you can find a Yankee fan. You see Yankee hats literally everywhere. Like that's a cultural thing on its own. Um, yeah, like, it is. you know, 
I've seen Yankee fans in Philadelphia and South Bend and Minnesota. <laughs> I'm just talking about Lucas here, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, you can you can literally find them anywhere. So I, I I do think the Yankees, in terms of like the cultural significance and like the constant dominance, like I know the Yankees weren't great in what like the 70s or 80s, maybe, um, yeah. but. Like besides that, or I, I guess I think just the eighties because seventies. I feel like they won a couple titles, yeah. Um, but um, I think like they've been so enduring, it's hard to not pick them. The other they, other options like Red Sox Nation, they tried to make that a thing for a while. It, it's really still work. a thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. one fan on the West Coast. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, me? <laughs> yeah they're yeah, not. I as think the yeah. Jared in your like your America's team definition of like kind of more the the more like likable one i think the cubs kind of have had their moments yeah. as that um as kind of the underdog um i think the dodgers have an argument yeah. um to an extent or if it, like if they keep winning titles which given their talent they might then they could kind of you know have some kind of claim to at least number two but i do think it's the yankees yeah aiden actually luke i'm gonna speak to you on this one lucas the new york <laughs> yankees represent everything that's wrong with america i agree entitlement agree. privilege yeah all yep. that stuff, I, all the stuff that excess. all the stuff that liberal America hates is the New York Yankees. Come on, Lucas. Okay. I can have my one thing. <laughs> I can have my one cheat on my political ideology. That's it's big Yankees. business. It's big business and keeping the little guy down. That's the New York Yankees right there. The Yankees are a brand in and of themselves, in a way that I don't think any other American sports team is. I agree. I, what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Cowboys and Lakers are like right up there. I think. Maybe Cowboys. No. The Cowboys are the you, most valuable Cow- brand in sports, by for, according to Forbes. The but that's because, like, like, if you look at relatively to each person's sport, I feel like okay. the Yankees have it. Like, football is just a share. more lucrative sport. Yeah, market share. Yeah. You see Yankees gear way more than you see any of those other teams' gear. That's I think, yeah, I don't know. I think Lakers are quite common, too, but that's, yeah. yeah I mean, people Lakers in France, Lucas, people yeah. in France wear Yankees hats and stuff. You yeah. know? And they, they're like, they oh, do. nice hat. Are you a Yankees fan? And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's is, just like a, a symbol team? of like apologies to the Mets too, yeah. but like like that it's Excuse like the me? symbol yeah. of New York is like that. Like people like will go to New York and buy that hat, and it's like I, yeah, I'm true. sorry, Aiden. Things but, like, are going to change, like... Lucas. Things are going to change. Yeah, <laughs> we got money now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I, I was my nomination and my definition is the Oakland A's. Because money by painting them as they painted painted them as the underdogs perpetually, like they'll always be the underdogs, <laughs> and I think that's just gonna. I think that sticks with people. For me, it's the A's. Yeah, the A's, A's are also very the lovable. freshest jerseys in like all of sports too. Oh they yeah, do. they have really nice jerseys. They do. They have yeah. one of the best marketing. They definitely have a narrative. The A's like yeah, and I think that's important for this title. So yeah. Okay, I'm interested to see what you say about this one, Lucas. College football. Who's America's team? No question. It's Notre Dame. Yes. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh, to be America's team, especially in college football, you need two things. You need a national brand and you need to be so prominent in like the public consciousness that everybody has an opinion on you. Notre Dame, without a doubt, fulfills both those criteria better than any other team. First, a national brand. Notre Dame transcends the often regional nature of college football <laughs> and they have since the days of Newt Rockney. Regardless of my opinions on whether they should join a conference or not, which I don't, which I think they should, but it allows them to have a reach in every area of the country. They can play USC and they can play in New York City and they can play in Chicago and they can play in Texas and they do all these things. Exactly. Um, 
it creates the whole like subway alum phenomenon where like notre dame has more fans outside of its immediate area than any other college football team i think that's just like unquestionably true uh in terms of the forcing an opinion i think they divide opinion more than any other team um people dislike bama and clemson and ohio state and usc because they're good but I don't think it's this like deep-seated hatred and desire to discredit them in the way that they feel about <laughs> Notre Dame. Like I think it's like no, I think people really hate Notre Dame. Oh yeah, and yeah, um, and Notre Dame also is like very ingrained in American pop culture in the way that no other school is. Like Rudy, uh, oh, Ronald nice. Reagan, who, despite my opinions on him, is like a, a pretty <laughs> famous person, started a movie about Notre Dame. Uh, like, I just think it's more in the popular culture than any other sports team. Oh, yeah. In Airplane, they play the Notre Dame fight song. Like, what more do you need? I, I, so I think, like... Well, there's my excuse sold. to go rewatch it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's unquestionably Notre Dame. And I, 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 like, I can't see an argument for anyone else. I'm in 100% agreement with you. Indiana, anytime and in the fifties and sixties, anytime they did a, like a typical American family, they lived in Indiana. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's parts and recs in Indiana, the middles in Indiana. Like, it's okay, still so, just like so, this like so quintessential middle American state. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Why not? Why not IUSP? <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. we're all in agreement there. The court Why rules it? in favor of the yeah. Irish. I do just want to say. Um, Te- Texas really reminds me of the Cowboys and how they are yeah. like mm-hmm. continually overrated and underwhelming and they're like always they're just like oh yeah. yeah they're also always talked about and then yeah I think but I guess in the same vein they're they're no longer as relevant just like the Cowboys sorry they're back, yeah. Every year. their athletic department also <laughs> is the highest grossing they generate the most revenue so mm-hmm. Notre Dame's fifth yeah. according to my research yeah. one source I said it feel, so yeah, it's confirmed yeah yeah, I think though if if Texas got good again, which like they've got to, uh, then I feel like the hype will just go right back. Like oh, yeah. I, I want like, Texas I don't, to be back. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's yeah. I feel like a good sign of a team being like America's team or an important team is like you want them to be good because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true of Notre Dame, and I think that's true of Texas and you know their yeah. their other yeah. teams. But yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Last but not least, I'm doing college basketball. You guys are gonna hate this one. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. They represent. Oh, I a, like that choice. <laughs> they represent a pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. Um, they recruit well despite not having a silver spoon in their mouth like Duke. Uh, so I, I think they're they're super. You know, a lot of people don't like privilege. Gonzaga is not about privilege at all. They they don't scream entitlement and all that stuff. They just they just work hard and do it despite all the odds. So I'm going Gonzaga. <laughs> I just I don't know if maybe you're overvaluing the whole narrative thing of it. I am, yeah. but, but I, I, I want it to be Gonzaga. Oh, good. No, I mean like I agree that there's nothing unlikable about them. Certainly not with Duke, but or like certainly not like with Duke. But, yeah. Hey, I mean, Jared, how many? Right. Yeah. Ahead, how many? How many titles does Gonzaga have? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a zero. <laughs> it's gonna be one after this do, do, year. Do you yeah. think that maybe hurts your case? Yeah. No, because everybody's rooting for them to get their first yeah. one. Is this year gonna be a title? Year? Like who's gonna uh, have a chance? Who's honestly? Get... Maybe we'll see if they get to the tournament. They're ranked number they're, one. Yeah, they're number yeah, one. They're, they're, I mean, they, like, yeah. is, isn't the title the March Madness? Hmm? Yeah. Are they gonna play March Madness this year? They'll probably try. I mean, they're trying to play games right yeah. now, so I, I would yeah. assume they're gonna be trying. But March. I think, Madness yeah, is I think like it's supposed to be in San Antonio. So. Shout out Ryan. 
Yeah. <laughs> Any other nominations for college basketball? No. Mm. Uh, Ask me like 20 years yeah. ago, maybe UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Kentucky a while ago, also maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's in my mind though. It's Duke. I gotta be or honest. Or UNC. Like it's yeah. I don't care about college basketball. Out there. Yeah. I don't think college basketball is gonna be relevant in the next five years. So I don't think it matters. Whoa. Yeah, he's okay. more of a D League guy. What can we? Say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's America's team in the G League? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, wait, what's uh? Okay, sorry. Indiana's, Indiana's G League team is. Oh, it's a fun name, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the uh, the Mad Ants? That's one. Name. <laughs> there we go. Okay. If that doesn't scream it's, it's America's team. Yeah. I don't know what does. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> well, that does it for the market talk this week. Uh, next week we'll have even more market talk. Maybe, probably, who knows? Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Twitter at youthsport. Again, thank you guys for listening. Have a good week.